What's up, guys? We're back. Mid-spring, High Street Freaks, uh, just the content that you all crave, you know? I think there's nothing more that people want than to hear me and Ryan talking about football when it is decidedly not football season. You know, like, what, what, what more could you ask for? It's so true. Honestly, this is the time when the real freaks shine, though. This is This is when you really... Like, this is when you separate people. You know, the work is not put in in September and October or even December when championship season. The work is being put in right now in March and April when you're forming opinions on the third-string tight end or that he should transfer out of the team. And if he doesn't, everyone involved in the program is a fucking idiot. That is, this is when you separate, you know, the casuals from the real freaks. It's happening right now. I mean, either you're in or you're out. And there's no time for, there's no time for half-assing on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just how it is. And that's that's really... I mean, you should be bullied if you don't have an opinion on what, at least the third string in spring, you know. If you can't recognize every player on the roster by their side profile on a top golf, you are not <laughs> a serious fan of this pro- this football program. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. But, uh, yeah. yeah, man, I guess we are, at this point, I, I think it's safe to say we are, like, we're in the thick of spring practice at this point after like yeah. last week's report and stuff. I mean, obviously it better be because you know, the spring games coming up. It, it's this week, right? It's um, no, it's the 15th, the 15th. Okay. Okay. Right. The ra- Saturday. The rare... Yeah. 15th, Saturday, 15th. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. The, the rare non Easter spring game. Yeah. It's on the Ides of April. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I need to start using that. Uh, that's kind of a funny joke to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems like they're going to commit that day too, right? The uh, they've got their basically almost the entire offense. It seems like all the recruiting for offense is going to be wrapped up in the next like six weeks. And that's um, how it should be, you know. Like it's just yeah. if if you if you have Ryan Day as your effectively your offensive coordinator, like that's what you do. Like there's no reason to like chase kids around, you know. Like you should just have yeah. shit locked up. So right, you're not going to learn how to play defense. You might as well get good at offense. Like it's, right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but I mean, speaking of, uh, do you want to get into spring practice stuff first, recruiting stuff first? What do you want to talk about? Last week we were pretty recruiting heavy, so let's, I guess we were for spring practice heavy last week too. There's only two things you can talk about, but. Yeah, there's really only two. Well, actually, there's a secret third thing we could talk about. Secret third thing. Secret third thing. Secret third thing. Yeah, I mean, look, um, I I think there's been at least one former Ohio State player who did punch his uh, a female relative of his girlfriend in the head eight to nine times this week. Uh, You may be aware of more than that. It's the one I know of, at least. Uh, Darren Lee, uh, shocking. He's a bad guy. We have not learned this about his entire thing for the last, like, ten years. It's really surprising he keeps doing this. So so the the, – I I hesitate to use the word funny. It's not funny. But the wildest part of this – was that he was not actually arrested for, or, like, the call did not come for, like, the most horrific crime. It came for, like, a separate incident. And then they, like, while the police were there investigating the second domestic violence incident, they were just kind of like, oh, yeah. And also, he picked up his baby mama by the neck and, like, held her against a wall. And I was like, oh, like, that was just, like, an aside. Like, that was just, like, attack that on here. While you're here, just... We can handle this one too. So, yeah, that was that was a wild read today. Yeah, I guess it's the uh, I guess it's the more of the the Zach Smith style kind of incident that it's the kind of used to in Columbus, like the baby mama, you know, by the neck thing. That's just the classic Zach Smith effect that uh, people forget about. So, I guess maybe it's just more directly doing that again. Um, I, I guess. I guess he. I think him and Zach Smith were tight for a little bit too. 
I don't. I really don't remember. I can't keep a track. So no, no, no. yeah. I mean, he's a bad dude. I mean, like, I, I'm not trying to make light of this. Um, it is. Uh, it is obviously pretty. You know, it's horrifying, of course. Like he's, it, but it's also like just been his whole sense of behavior for a long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, Darren Lee was like, you know, while he was a professional NFL player, going back to Ethelon Tank, just full of eighteen-year-olds, you know, to like do blow in the bathroom and start fights in the parking lot over his jewelry. Like, right? It, he's been a prick for a long time. Like, I mean, it's yeah. not anything new. It's why he washed out of the NFL so fast. Um, I mean, he was an asshole in high school. Like, he was a pretty well an asshole when he was like a recruit. He just happened yeah. to be a great football player at college. He just was a, a some guy just can't handle it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing, and and it sucks that like some like like sometimes shit like this happens, and you're like, whoa, dude, I never would have expected that based on like everything we knew or thought we knew of the person. But like, I think more often than not, like it sucks, but like you can just like it's not that you can predict it. But you're not surprised when like insane shit happens. Like I can think of like Corey Smith or something like that. Like he's he's another big one that like um like I think he a couple years ago he got arrested for like meth or something like that. And then like I don't know, cops showed up at his house for like gunfire. And it's like, yeah, I, that wasn't entirely predictable based on everything we knew about him as a person before that. You know, it it just it sucks. Um that like you can see this coming a mile away, but um, I don't know. I guess just it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, he's just a fucking. He's a bad dude. Like I think it's just the baseline of it. Like Darren Lee's a bad guy. He's been a bad and guy I, for a long time. It sucks he's around the program or was around the program. Yeah, go ahead. I think everyone knows that too. You know, like this probably wouldn't have been like a shock to like any of his teammates or anything like that. And God no. You know, I know that, like, which like is why, year... why it's also so frustrating when fans were like wanting him to be like a come in as a linebackers coach or whatever before they hired Lauren Ides is like yeah. just uh, more people who don't know what they're talking about. It's very annoying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I, I get that to a point because like a normal a normie fan like is not doesn't like know that. I, I we've got we've talked about this before, but I feel like the less you know about a player or like like when you only know them from like press clippings and stuff like that people like fans have and fans have a tendency to project themselves on whatever their sports heroes are and so like the number yeah. of times that i've seen people just like baselessly say like oh urban would never do that like like back during that thing like urban would never do that he thinks blank, you don't blank, know him blank. Like, you've never met the guy. You've never had a conversation with him. You have no idea what he would do or say. And the, the same thing goes with, like, players. It's, like, uh, the, even, like, when, when JT Barrett got arrested for, like, the DUI, like, all the people that are, like, oh, JT Barrett would never do that. Like, you don't know him. You've never met him. Like, you don't know his personality. <laughs> you've you know, like, literally never said a word to him. He doesn't know who you are. You don't know who he is. Yeah. He's just and a like, guy. He, he, he might. He's, like, as close to you. Uh, like you know, uh, uh, basically, you know, in close to your life, it's like a fictional character you watch on a CW TV show. Like there is no relationship whatsoever between you and this guy, except as like he's a he's, uh, to you, he might as well functionally be a fictional character, right? And I think the thing is like I, people assume that like we even know a little bit about them, uh, and, and we I, I think like the media and. Um, you know, the Ohio State writers and stuff like that, we do generally know a little bit more about the players than, or in the coaches than, like, the average, like, casual fan does. Because, like, 
I, what what I think a lot of people don't actually realize either is like what you even see in like even the videos that people publish from like practice uh, press conferences or media scrums like that. Like usually that's like an eight minute video of like a 20, 30 minute interview or you've got like, I don't know, like there's just no way like even a fan consumes anywhere near the amount that like a beat writer, a beat member um, ingests. They just see like maybe the 10% that gets past like that gate. But all that to say is like, I feel like media members know a little bit more than the fans do about who these guys are. Hence this conversation. Like we knew Darren Lee was a shithead, but even we don't really know, you know, like um, what we get a lot of times. Is it's like so a, limited. What, what it's, we know. So yeah, it's, it's, it's such like a polished version of, and like what they want to show us and, and, and shit like that. And so it's, it's not like, um, it's a media trained um, guy. Who's like talking to you in brief periods yeah. who can say no comment, anything. It's not, you know, anything period, yeah. especially since it's not about football. Like you're not learning about their life or their values, but you see them through fucking Instagram posts and like you get yeah. what they make a mistake of revealing. Like that's, yeah. that's the thing about right. like football players. It's, and so, and so like all, all that to say is like, you don't really know, like all these people who like are, are, are thinking this is like a really good guy that does like blank, blank. Like, you have no idea. And like, I, there are definitely guys who like have who I've I've heard things off the field or like seen things off the field, good and bad, that I can form separate opinions on. Well, I'd say sure. like maybe maybe 70, 80 percent of the of the team. I have I have no clue. I have no clue yeah. who who the like and, and I think we talk about this, like I, I got to cover these guys through recruiting events. Even I spent a little yeah. more time around their parents and their families. I got to like when I was in that mix, I got to know some of the players very well. And like there are guys I would say I was pretty confident I could tell were good people. Like, you know, Jonathan Cooper or Jalen Gill, right? Which you yeah. guys have signed with Ohio State, Columbus kids. I met them and their families dozens of times each, been around them many times, spent time with them, like <clears throat> around their high school practices, around their teammates, when they didn't know I was there, like at seven on seven, it's like enough different environments that I could say, like I've seen them in different practice. Like I, I could say pretty confidently, those are good kids. Like I've even seen some of those guys out of bars, right? Like, you know, when yeah. I, I was around the same age, going to Ohio State, like there's a fair bit of those dudes I could say I, I knew enough that I could form a, 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 as, as good of an opinion about them as you can form about like a classmate you don't hang out with a ton. You know what I mean? Like, a, guy, a guy you see around school a bunch, but yeah. like you never really like hung out with outside of it. Like, or who never had a serious friend to it was like a drinking buddy. Like I had about as much like window into those guys' lives. I do about that. And like, that's a reasonable place to form an opinion about a guy. But like, how many times have you known someone for 10 years and they surprise you by being a shithead by yeah. doing something wrong? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so even the guys you think might be a good person, there's just so little clarity. And again, yeah. that's with hours and hours spent around them and a lot of experience and people, you know, having mutual connections, yada, yada. Being a fucking guy who falls asleep with the internet thinking you have a clarity on who's a good guy and who's not a good guy is fucking insane. Like, the the Buckeye Fett Twitter accounts, like, talk about, like, being thankful for how great of a family man and person Coach X, Y, or Z are. Yeah. Like, you're, you're a lunatic. You you yeah. are genuinely deranged as a human being if you were posted that way about football players you've never met in your life and never will yeah. be, never interact with. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely That's it. Agree. That's it. It's, it's, it's yeah. bonkers <laughs> to me. I Like, I... I don't know. And, like, we... I, I think we've even talked about it. Like, I, I think that, like, Ryan Day is probably, by all accounts, like, an objectively, like, good guy. But I don't know that, you know? <laughs> like, it, I, I think that um, everything he's shown, like, he, all the mental health awareness stuff and everything he's done, donations he's made for that, and, like, by all accounts, seems to care about his players. I, I But I, I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I think there are patterns that form and maybe it's easier to tell from like a head coach or something. I think head coaches, it's pretty easy to tell if they're just complete shitheads because eventually that'll come out. But um, yeah, I, I think that that's the sort of thing. Where, Spoiler, like, usually are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I think that's the sort of thing that like, I don't know. I, I think what you, you kind of hit it on the, on the head when you said um, that you spent time around like the kids or their families and stuff or people who knew them when they didn't know that you were there. And I think like, that's the best uh, way to evaluate um, really the character of like anybody is when you are hearing stories about that person when they had no reason to be in the spotlight and kind of how they reacted then. And so like a lot of it is like, I mean, I've heard some stories about like uh, Darren Lee and Ezekiel Elliott on like the Buckeye cruise for cancer. So like on a charity cruise, they couldn't like, be normal people like shit like that. But um, on the flip side, like the number of like good things I've heard from extremely regular people that are not important about like a guy like Jim Trussell or something like that. Um, I think, I don't know. They just, you can usually tell based on conversations that people, regular people have about these guys, um, whether or not they're, they're shitheads or good people. And unfortunately, Darren Lee never passed that test not even once. Nope. So. Nope. Uh, fuck him. Bad dude. Uh, it's, it's, embar- I mean, like, yeah, man, I don't know. It sucks. Like, it's not like any kind of larger indictment on the university team or no. something like that. Like a guy's, you know, years out of, he's a grown adult man with years of life experience. Just he's, he's, it just sucks that he's like still associated with the program. Like it's embarrassing. I guess the sense that some people will see this happen and like want to give him like oh you know he you know he deserves a second chance by which case they mean like not like at life but at like being beloved by Buckeye faithful and being a guy that's popular on Twitter yeah right. like don't worry Darren we still support you after your defensive touchdown against Michigan like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that that's what they mean like that's why they care about it. it's just it's yeah. just such a like the people who like were you know pro Zach Smith after the whole thing like you know we need a guy like Zach on our team and our community is like so fucking that's the horrifying part just losers yeah. who like who really do care more about like their insane fake opinion of a guy around his time on Iowa State football as opposed to like real life examples of what he does people who care who you know are supposed to be his loved ones um yeah fuck him uh that's that's definitely like that's a legit like psychology thing too you can't people cannot handle the um the dichotomy between what the opinion that they've already formed and you will always 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 seek or seek information to um to bolster, an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, to, to bolster an opinion you already have and reject any information that counters that because in your brain your opinion has to do with who you are as a person and so by you liking darren lee and then all of a sudden him turning out to be a shithead either you were wrong for liking him or something else in the information got wrong like i don't know it's we don't need to talk about that but it's it's a legit thing and there's a reason why people um, will continue to support the same people despite mountains of evidence why they shouldn't. So, yep. All that to yep. say, Darren Lee is uh, a shithead, and we all knew, and uh, that's that's uh, how it goes. But um, guess we can we can that was that was the bonus third thing. So uh, we got yeah. that out of the way real quick. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah. We still have real football to talk about. 
We do. We do. I think we're going to do a little kind of uh, mid-spring buy-sell on some of the hype I like guys. This. I like this. Uh, I, texted, I texted a few to you, and I think maybe we actually – I have a, another one or two I forgot I might surprise you with here. Surprises. So like surprises. We, we can alternate back and forth. I'll pitch one to you. You pitch one to me or something like that. Um, all right, you go. You go. Okay. So, so all right, Jaden Ballard, a lot of buzz right now. A guy making one-handed catches at practice, getting some big touchdowns there. Are you buying or selling on the Jaden Ballard hype? Also, for context, people are forgetting this. Um, both Omeka Ibuka and Julian Fleming are out for spring practice. Is Xavier Johnson out as well? I think maybe the X might be out too. I can't I remember. Think he's in. I think he's in. But okay, he's in. I, I think so. I mean, he's a sixth-year guy. Yeah, yeah. So that we think he's in. Okay. So, uh, so whatever. You know, he's at, he's basically getting second or third receiver reps. He'd usually be getting like fourth or fifth, and normal yeah. a normal. Just just for context, are you buying on Jane Ballard hype or selling? I'm actually buying. Um, weirdly, I I don't think I should. Um, just because like this doesn't seem like the I don't know, the way Ohio State's recruiting receivers, you would think that a guy who's been in the program for two years and hasn't really done shit, like is a prime candidate to never do shit. But um I in this case, I really liked him coming out of high school. I really like his like skill set relative to other receivers. And I really think if he is impressing the way that he is, they will find a place for him in the passing game. And like more than that, I think that he um hypothetically like fills a role because I'm you mentioned Ameka's out, Julian Fleming's out, and him and Fleming kind of could play the same position, but him and Ameka are not the same receiver. Um, you know, him and Marvin Harrison Jr. are not the same receiver. He's more of a like guy that kind of takes a, a Z guy who takes the the top off the defense, the kind of a deep threat sort of guy. Um, a lot like Chris Olave was kind of, or Devin Smith was a little bit. Uh, and so I, I just think that he has enough of a unique skill set where if he is impressing enough, they will find a place for him on the, on the offense. Like, it's not like he's just a worse version of any other receiver on the roster, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that is the interesting pitch. So, so I will say, like, I am on, I'm on a light sell in the sense that I think he he's, I think Jane Ballard can and probably will be good at a certain point in his career if he sticks around for his fourth year. I'm just selling on the idea of like I think what people are pushing, which is Jane Ballard as the third receiver as a starter this year. I think that's the point where the hype's getting yeah. to. And I don't think I don't think you're saying that, but I do think that's kind of where it's headed right now, yeah. which I think is like. I just can't buy that. Like, I agree he has a different skill set. That's his differentiator. Like, he he doesn't do – like, the top three guys last year, right, were with, with JSN out, were Marv, Emeka, and Fleming. And, like, those guys each kind of do different things, with Emeka kind of being your traditional slot receiver in this context, like Fleming kind of being your over-the-middle possession guy, and Marvin being the guy who, who can just get any route open, right, the, the route man. Right. Uh, and you also have X as kind of like a Curtis Samuel-style player. Um, a lesser version of it, obviously. But, like, Ballard, you're right. He is that speedy deep that we haven't had. I, I guess I think my problem is he's being compared to, like, JMO. He's being compared to Chris Olave. He's being compared to Devin Smith. And one, he just does not have the, like, the, he might have long, he has long speed for days. We know this. He's a burner down deep. Yeah. But he doesn't really have any kind of short area quickness. Like, he's not yeah. an elite short area quickness guy. I don't think he's going to, like, he also is really skinny. He gets pushed off his line way too easily mm-hmm. as a route runner, which I'm just kind of, like, worried. 
he still doesn't seem like a complete receiver to me, right? And like Hartline, for better or worse, has clearly favored guys who are complete receivers. Yeah. I, I think uh, for better is the easy answer, right. uh, given what we've seen from his group. But uh, <laughs> has like clearly favored guys who are more complete receivers who do all the little things over having one elite skill set. Uh, which I do think kind of works against Ballard here. But of course, you know, it is early in spring ball. He gets a ton of reps right now that he's getting because other guys aren't healthy, including two of the guys he's competing against. So he does have the chance to develop that skill set and prove he can do it. He's getting a great audition to do it. I guess I just don't see him being any better than the fourth receiver this year. And it's also worth noting that, like, one of the guys that's just we're going to talk about in a minute here is Cardell Tate who seems to be balling out of his fucking mind in spring ball, he not only has to worry about beating two guys ahead of him to get to the third spot, but also has to worry about a guy from behind him coming who has more natural talent as probably already a more complete receiver. Um, that's tough. <laughs> that's a yeah. hard spot to be in. Like, I like Jaden, and I think he's going to be good at Ohio State, but is he ever going to – I don't know. I, I just – I guess I'm not buying Jaden Ballard is the next JMO who needs to start, which is kind of like – there are people I've seen on Twitter who are saying – it's malpractice if we don't start Jaden Ballard as Jamison Williams 2.0. I think based on what you've what we've seen so far, which again is basically he has eight career catches, yeah. and I think uh, over seventy percent of his career production is against Toledo. Um, I do have to say it's a little premature. <laughs> and, well, I also think I also think if you like looked like JMO passed the eye test in when like when he played in a way yep. that that Ballard just hasn't really. And like I, I watch I watched Jaden Ballard enough in high school to know that like I, I think that he is very talented and stuff like that. Like when you add in his high school tape, but like what he's actually done, it it's just not the same thing. Like this isn't a guy who's gonna go and like, you know, contend for an all American position if he transfers to like Alabama or something like that. Like it's it's not the same thing. Um yeah. but I, I I do agree basically with what you're saying it, uh, my whole thought when you were saying all that is like wouldn't it be cool if ohio state played four wide more often because <laughs> that would kind of solve this problem but um, god damn it yeah 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 I, I also I, I think i think one of the things worth noting here is like people kind of remember him as a top 100 guy which is true and also a top 15 wide receiver which is also true as a recruit it it's one of the worst wide receiver classes in the last like 10 yeah. years uh that that like like the guys in this class, Emeka was number one receiver, obviously turned out great. Troy Franklin at Oregon's been pretty good. The three Alabama guys are all nobodies. Ja'Cory Brooks, Ajayi Hall, JoJo Earl. None of them are doing anything. The Oklahoma guys in that class didn't do anything. Xavier Worthy's great. He's really, really good as well as yeah. Emeka. Marvin's in this class. Basically, you have Emeka, Marv, Xavier Worthy. And besides that, you have to find, like, I think Malik Neighbors at LSU is pretty good. But, like, I mean, these guys are coming into year three, and there's like, like four or five of them who look like they're even going to be like first team all conference guys going into their third season right now. Like, I mean, like there's not a lot of, not a lot of dudes in this class who are who are kind of balling out. Like, I, I just don't see many guys here who who look like real real players uh, in this entire receiver class. I don't know. I just think, look, I I want him to stay. I want him to play. I want him to get some reps. I think it's reasonable if he's the fourth receiver this season. I'm just not going to lose my mind if he doesn't start or if he like doesn't get a starting job. Yeah. So be it. I'm I'm not stressed over. If he transfers, it's all right. We're going to be fine. They've got another. <laughs> they've got another ten top 100 guys. Like I want him to play. I think he could be good. I'm just not pressing over it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go out of order here. What about Carnell Tate? Are you buying or selling? I am buying. <laughs> 
everything I just said tempering the hype on Jane Ballard. Uh, no, thank you. I, I would like full steam ahead on Cardell Tate. I think Cardell Tate is going to be. It's so tough because, like, so what I was just saying, right? Like about how Jane Ballard's going to struggle to get reps because of all these guys who do the right thing. Like Xavier Johnson and Julian Fleming just do the right thing for this team. Like people knock on Fleming, whatever he does exactly what the coaches want him to do. That guy blocks well. He runs his routes well. Yep. He does not really drop the ball. He's had a very few drops in his career. Like he's had problems staying healthy and he's definitely not as at this point, post-injury as an explosive athlete as some of the other guys in this team are. And he also never did. He wasn't as developed as a route runner as guys who were years ahead of him because of the offense he played in high school, but they just do things the right way. It's going to be tough for Carmel Tate to get like top four, top five reps on this team. But the way he's playing right now, he just might take them. Like he might just cause someone to transfer. That's the kind of guy he looks like. It might be a couple people. Like like he's just like, the comparison might be Marvin where Marvin only had like nine or 10 catches his freshman year. Right. And then last year did what he did. Right. Or like, it's probably more of Marvin, Marvin Harrison's freshman year than Garrett Wilson's freshman year where Garrett Wilson was a de facto starter at the end of it. But I think Cardinal Tate's going to factor in and play real games this year. Yeah, I, I'm definitely buying too. And it's it's really tough with receivers because, like, when you say buy like that, it usually does mean, like, oh, he's going to make a huge impact this season. And, like, my thing is I totally believe that he could. I just don't think Ohio State needs him to, and that's the only reason why he wouldn't. But um, I don't know. Like, what's wild to me too is, like, when you get a receiver this talented and he immediately is well, well i guess what I, what i mean to say is it's wild that none of the other freshman receivers from last year popped enough for me to like consider that they could be playing in the future if that if that makes sense like in my yeah, mind like no. <laughs> I'm, i've already like glossed over all of them and i'm like well you know Brandon Ennis Carnell Tate and you know, Jeremiah Smith behind them. Like those are the, that's the next tier of receivers. Like I, like, I, I don't know it, it, in my brain. That's like, just that switch is like kind of already happened. And maybe that's, that's not fair because all of those guys are like top 100 players. Like they're good and have been recruited here for a reason. But like when they didn't pop last year, didn't get any real playing time or anything like that. Like in Carnell Tate's already here looking to like take spots. Like, I don't know, man, that just doesn't, that doesn't sound like good news for them. So all that to say is like, I, I don't know if Carnell Tate's going to like be a top four, top five receiver this year, but he is doing enough to convince me that he is of, of all of the guys that are on transfer watch. He is uh, decidedly not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just a dog, man. I don't know. Um, I, I think he's probably just an incredible fucking player. Uh, really fun to watch. And uh, also the, I don't know the the whole that whole group ahead of them, like you said, like the Caleb Burton, Kojo Antwi, uh, Caleb Brown, Keon Gray's class. I don't know. Burton's out for the whole spring. Keon Gray's missed a scrimmage. I think another practice. Um, there's just like some. You got to be a little nervous about like the way that class is developing. Not in the sense of like nervous for the program, but nervous for those guys individually. Oh, like yeah. if Tate and Anders are coming behind them, like, as we talked like, about, it's, it's not their fault. But like that's. That's what happens. Like you miss it, it is also like make a move right now. Like, like yeah. if you don't stay ahead of like you can let Cardinal Tate maybe pass you, but Brendan Innes is coming into the summer. He's not an early enrollee. If you get behind Innes or Rogers or the you other post. Rogers, 
you're done. You're fully done. I think Caleb Burton, sorry to say this because he's injured, is already done. I think that's a guaranteed transfer out of the program. Whether it's this spring or next year, it doesn't really matter, but he's not going to play at Ohio State. Sorry. Uh, one of those other guys, like someone else will be an attrition candidate. I don't know which one of them it is, but one of those three is not going to stick around if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, and either they make it through this year, or they're going to transfer in December. Like, they're, like there's just the way we're going to get to recruiting a bit here, but the way the receiver class is shaping up in 2024 <laughs> as well, it's probably better than the 2023 class that just had two five stars. Um, because Jeremiah Smith is the best receiver prospect since Julio Jones, if not better. Um, which is crazy to say, but it's true. And then they're also about to land Milan Graham, who I think is probably the best, like, I think the most polished receiver in this class. Like, like I don't know if you've watched film of him yet, dude. If you haven't watched Milan Graham stuff yet, go watch some Milan Graham stuff. Go watch some, some junior season film and some camp stuff. The way that guy moves, the way he cuts, uh, he's open all day, day one on, the, on campus. Like he, that is a special kind of player. Um, if we're going to get the two best receivers in the class this year, um, it's cool. It's, I like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically what I'm saying is those 2022 guys, they better not fuck around too long. Like, one of, the, one of you better make a move. I think Coach Oant played a little bit last year. Kenneth Brown played a little bit last year. Keon Gray's the guy that I, I know the Heartline loved and offered really early when he was underranked, and they think yeah. he like, has a lot of a Wafe feel to him. But you better not wait around too long, buddy. Better figure, figure it out. Um, yeah, yeah uh, we'll see. That, that's, just how, that's just how it is. I mean, it's more than any other position. It's not a position where you can just, it's not a unit where you can just come in and just dink around for a little while. Like you have to come in, like you almost have to come in and make noise the way that Carnell Tate is because the guys that are coming in behind you, first off, like the guys that you're pushing are probably the two top receivers in the country. Like two of the starters, two of the three starters are the two top receivers in the country. And then behind them, you have behind you, you have, um, you know, Dogs. probably the, the next the next two top receivers in the country, like the next tier of that. So if you come in and you're not immediately pushing to be in that second string or you're not the guy that's getting called upon, like, I mean, you're not even like a fourth quarter sub or something like that. Like it, it's not, it's not yeah. looking good. Look, this isn't lowly Alabama where you can just like put around and be a five star, maybe a year four be decent. Like you have to actually play football at Ohio State to play receiver. You have to actually be good. You can't just be these Bama guys who drop passes in every big game and still have 20 times, like 20 more chances to figure it out because their receivers suck so bad. You have to actually be good at this. Uh, we're, we're a serious program here. I like Nick Saban's bullshit. He's trotting out. Um, but well, yeah. And, and, the, and the, the good news is if you do come to Ohio State and you can't really crack the starting lineup, you could always just transfer to Alabama. Like that's it's not a mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah, you can just go in. I mean, yeah, just go in and play the cough if you feel like it. It's not hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It does kind of suck that our players always go to good SEC teams and they transfer out. I would like them to go, like, uh, like go to Nebraska, dude. Go play for, go yeah. play for Washington. Like, go to like go. UCLA. I guess they're coming to the Big Ten now. I, I want like just like yeah. a fun, like harmless team. I don't know. Like, what if Joe Burrow went to like Ole Miss or something? Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I guess Jack Miller went to Florida, but he's Jack Miller. Like, you know, yeah. like um, Emory Jones too. I guess that's a deep. Oh, who was it? Um, remember when Jack Wollabaugh with a Duke ended up being all all ACC player? That's a nice example. Yeah, um, I was I was stoked when Tate Martell went to Miami. That like I was so excited for that. That would have been awesome, but he sucked. So I do love the. Uh, have you heard Tony Gerben's role about Miami? No. Uh, Tony Gerben says that uh, who's a friend of ours, uh, writer for Buckeye Huddle. Uh, 
that if you uh, any time a player commits or transfers to Miami, he knows he never has to think about them again in sense of relevant college football. Like just there is no player who plays for Miami who's made any kind of national impact in the last 15, 20 years. That's like, totally fair. 15 years. Damn. Yeah, like who was the last one? After um Damn. Uh that's tough. I'm like going back to like the the like 2002 team. There's got to be somebody before that, right? Because obviously, those yeah. Are static, but... I mean, Sean Taylor, right? Sean Taylor graduated. Okay. He was a 2004 NFL draft. Now there has to be okay. someone after him. There has to be. What players. year was? What year was? You no. Know, um, let me look it up. Let me just look up. Um... I'm looking at Miami Hurricanes draft picks. Okay. There's got to be somebody else. Good God. Kelly Jennings. Ugh. Devin Hester. Mm. That's a legit one. Brandon Mer- Merriweather. Okay. Greg Olson, a tight end. That's hilarious. Greg Olson. Greg Olson's a fair one. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the, who's, he was drafted Jimmy in what? Gr- like 06? Uh, he was 07. And then Jimmy Graham's okay. 2010. Okay. So the 2009 football season. Dude, it has been it has been rough since then, though. You've got um, Lamar Miller. And even then, like, did you have, you have to Vernon. think about... I did, I, you have I to think about Jimmy in college football. Jimmy had 19 catches in college football because yeah, he played for one season. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a problem. Duke Johnson was good in college, but again, he didn't do anything. He wasn't he wasn't scary. <laughs> Duke Johnson, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. David and Joku <laughs> is that is that the best one? Okay, yeah, sure. That's again, basically the 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 worst thing you can say about the Hurricanes is all of their players who have been quote unquote relevant have just become like. You know, barely passable Brown starters who Browns fans think are transactional or who are like trans, you know, uh, incredible players. Uh, transcendent is what I'm looking for. Browns fans think are just transcendent assets who everyone else is like, yeah, I guess they're replacement level NFL players. Yeah. That's every Miami Hurricanes player post Jimmy Graham. 100%. And, and the funniest part is like, there have been guys that have like transferred to uh, Miami or they've gone into like a big season that like they've got like this, all this hype and then have just like been not good. Um, a good one was uh, Quincy Roche. That was a big one. Um, oh, yeah. He Brevin, was still drafted. They had a couple of defensive ends was, drafted that one year. He was. Yeah. Bre- Brevin Jordan, do you remember that when he was supposed to be? Like, oh, Brevin Jordan's not a bad player. He's, yeah. He's not, he's not. He's not. He's not. But he was supposed to be like one of the top tight ends in the country, if not like pushing. There was like that that three with uh, Kyle Pitts, Brevin Jordan, and um, the, the large one at, at Penn State. Um, yeah. Um, it starts with an what F. The fu- Mike Isicki. No. Uh, no. There's Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they've got Gregory Rousseau, who was good. So I guess 2021, they had J- or Jalen Phillips and Gregory Rousseau. How were they bad? Yeah, those, those, both they were players. good players. But again, like, what did they do? Do they even have a top 25 finish? Like, God. Wow, that's fascinating. The, the funniest thing was, um, I, I have to tell the story since we're shitting on Miami. Um, we were sure. just in Miami for uh, this last week. It was tons of fun, whatever. It's, it's a great place. But um, the whole, I, I have a friend. Bienvenido. Yeah. I have a friend who's, um, who's a, a, a Miami fan, like Miami basketball, college basketball and uh, football. And um, he was saying like, dude, it's going to be sweet. You're going to be down there for the final four. And I was like, dude no one gives a shit about the Miami Hurricanes in Miami. And he was like, yeah, they do. It's going to be crazy. Like, everyone's going to be... And so, like, I was talking shit about it. I was like, there's no way, like, anybody even knows the game's happening this weekend. And I was wrong. People did know that the game was happening. However, all over the city was FAU shit. 
Like, I didn't see a single person wearing, like, a Miami Hurricane shirt or anything like that. But there was a building in downtown Miami that had, like, a holographic, like, Owls logo that said, like, go Owls, like, in downtown Miami. So, like, that was hilarious to me. So, um, all that to say is, like, they were in the Final Four and you'd have no fucking clue based on, like, I mean, to be fair, like, Miami University is not exactly in downtown Miami or anything like that. But it was just very funny to me that um, people do not give a shit about the sports there and why would they? There's way more to do in Miami than uh, than watch college football. But um, man, all that to say is that they are what a what a bummer of a program, especially from where they were like two decades ago. Yeah, I mean, just um, they should just quit. I mean, we don't need them to play. No, no, we don't. We don't need them. But that it it was very funny when Tate Martell said he was going to go there. That was. It was perfect, and I really, like, I wanted him to be good. I really did. I wanted him to start, and it turns out he just was, was bad at football, so. Yeah, yeah. How, how, um, how, so, so my other thing with him, we're going to talk about Tate for just a second. How bad must he have sucked in practice? Because, like, by all accounts, yeah, like, every time, he got in games, ba- every time he got in games, he, like, did some stuff. Like, I can't say it was like good, but he was like electric and like made plays and stuff. Was he that bad in practice? Do you know how much of an asshole you have to be to have bad practice habits at Miami? Like, you know how <laughs> Lee to stand out in that group is having bad practice habits. Well, Jesus. there were times. There were times when like I don't even who the hell was the coach. There was it like Manny Diaz or something. It was was that his coach? It had to have been Manny Diaz. Uh, that sounds about right. Sure, sure, we'll go with that. But there were definitely times where he like. Uh, would like they'd ask about Tate and he'd be like, I don't know where Tate is. He's taking a leave of absence from the program. Like there were like several times where he was just gone. Anyway, we'll talk about Ohio state football again. Um, yeah, we have some more, more. we have some more by ourselves. Two or three more. Yeah. We've we've got, we've got a good one here. I I know your answer on this. So I'll just, I'll let you go. Um, Cam Martinez. Come on. No sell. (laughs) Like, the idea of guy who you've watched play a thousand reps in, in college football, who's fucked up all the time. Like every time he, he's in a big moment, he's like just been embarrassed and played badly, but he's like playing well in spring ball against like an injured core of offensive guys, like with half an offensive line, none of the good receivers playing. And you have to think that guy's like, Oh wow. He's breaking up passes against, you know, like the players are all about to transfer out of the program. Like, Come on, like, <laughs> t- take yourself seriously for a second. You've watched him play real football. You like uh, spring practice hype is awesome for freshmen you haven't seen yet, or guys who are just emerging into a yep. role. You've seen Cam Martinez take starting reps many yep. times against good teams, and he's always one of the anymore. worst players in the field. I know the answer. I if you want to tell me he's playing well, punt returner, that's awesome. That's what he should be doing. That's like the only thing he was good at in high school besides playing quarterback, like a, a, you know, in a, a wing T offense, like. Great, put him at part returner. That's cool. Don't let him play defensive back anymore. When you brought in an all ACC starter and you're giving that guy second team reps instead of letting him actually get gelled with the first team, you're wasting everyone's time. He sucks. Yeah, I, I think what the most disingenuous thing that I've heard, and I'm not going to call people out because I'm not I'm not trying to start fights here, but I have heard people talk about Cam Martinez um, and say things along the line of like, well, he had, he just had one bad play against Michigan and everybody's basing their opinion on him on this one bad play he had against Michigan. If you think that's true, you did not watch him any of the rest of the season because it was like legitimately jarring to me. I like, it it was not like a shocking turn of events that he fell down and gave up a touchdown against Michigan. It was inevitable. Like I didn't see that he was out on the field, 
But if you would have showed me the formation and told me Cam Martinez is right here, I probably, like, I would have all but guaranteed you that the, where the ball was going and what was going to happen. Like, it was it was every time he was on the field in a meaningful situation. Saying that it was just one bad play against Michigan either is telling on yourself that you didn't watch a single snap of him play the rest of the year, or you're intentionally lying about what you saw. Like, I, there's no other explanation for that. Yeah, um, it, it's it's absolutely baffling. He's not good. He's never been good. He's a he's a bad defensive back. I, I don't need to see him play. I know what he looks like when he plays. Come on, and they're all we're doing the same thing with Josh Proctor. But I think everyone at least is not lying to themselves. Josh Proctor looks awesome, but he he might start. It's fucking insane. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to get I, into I do, it. I do believe that people like to be clear. I do believe that people can get better. Like I, I think that in college, yeah. especially, and and you you see guys like like Damon Arnett had a radical improvement from, although I think that Damon Arnett actually was way better than people thought that he was the previous three seasons. Or Correct. He didn't come out of nowhere. Um, Cam Damon Arnett was like in the area of coverage he was supposed to be, and he was within like a yard radius where he had to be. He just wasn't finishing plays. Cam Martinez right. like gets lost. He doesn't yeah. know where he's supposed to be on the field. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there there were just there were several. There were several signs that Damon Arnett was good. Um, I have not seen that of Cam Martinez. And I'd, I'd love him to prove me wrong. You know, I, I would love for him to come out and, you know, actually be awesome. And, you know, I I just, I, I don't think that if if we are having to um, decide if we're buying or selling the hype, but there's just no evidence aside from, like, these spring practices against like a de- depleted receiving core or something like that. I saw quotes about how like he was talking about like, Oh, well, if I can go up against the best receivers in practice, then, um, you know, that means I can do it in the game. It's like, buddy, you play the nickel. So you're not guarding the best receiver in the country in practice. You uh, Marvin Harrison jr. Is never in the slot and Emeka Abuka is injured. So you're probably going against Xavier Johnson or like a true freshman or something like that at best. Anyway, all that to say is sell because there's just no no proof that it's better than that. Yep. Yeah, he sucks. Um, we have one last one here. At the, or no, actually, do we have one last one? Do we have two more? Uh, oh, I think there's two more quick ones. We can go on really quick here. Yep. Uh, Carson Hinsman. Um, getting starting reps at center right now in spring ball. He is over. He's playing over Victor Cutler, which is so shocking because you know I was told Victor Cutler was going to be a secret gem for the Buckeyes, despite him being the worst player in Louisiana Monroe for two years in a row. Um, any thoughts on, on Carson Hinsman uh, buying or selling? I sell. I don't know. I can't decide. I think that he like. There's a very real chance that he plays, but it's due to no effort of his own. Um, I, I hope that he's good, but like, it's, this isn't one of those situations where it's like Carnell Tate, where it's like, Oh, we can't keep this guy off the field. It's like, well, he's the best we got. So we'll toss him out there. So I don't even know if that's a buyer or sell. Like he might play, he might be fine, but it's not like he's, you know, exploding onto the scene or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I'm on a hold. I think my answer is just a hold on him because I don't take anything out of this. Like he is playing number one center by default because, because Victor Cutler should not be playing big 10 football. And there's no other centers in the team with Jacob James out for spring. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess he's got to play. At least, um, at least Kevin Wilson's son is not getting the first team reps. So I, I'm fine with that. I, I, yeah, I am. Kobe Wilson graduated. He is still the team. I am being really. I have been really amused by the way by people like he's actually really good. Like you guys are they're not taking it seriously how good he is. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm sure there's no reason why 
you read all this information from reporters who are incentivized to have a relationship with Kevin Wilson by saying his son is good, which is, by the way, the second he left, has immediately stopped. You notice you've not heard a thing yeah. about Toby Wilson this offseason. No, that all stopped the second Kevin Wilson left campus. There are, there are people that were insisting that he was actually the backup center. And, that, like, there's not a chance in hell that if um, Whipler would have gone down with an injury, Toby Wilson would have come in and been the starting center for yeah, Come like, on. Like, not, not a chance in hell. They, they would have figured something else out. Somebody else would have snapped the ball, and it wouldn't have been him. So, um, yeah, that, that was that is really amusing to me, too, is just suddenly... Kevin Wilson's gone and Toby Wilson is back into irrelevance again. Nowhere on the two deep or anything like that. I, I'd say Victor yeah. Cutler has a better chance of starting than Toby Wilson does right now. Yep. Um, I, 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 I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, last one here, Kenyatta Jackson. Uh, Kenyatta Jackson playing some waves defensive end right now, allegedly. What are you thinking? I'm buying. Buy or so. I'm buying. You're buying. I like I'm buying. it. I'm buying. Um, my thing is, if you know anything about Larry Johnson, it's that he loves to rotate his defensive ends. So Buddy is going to get a um, a a lot of opportunities, whether we like it or not. Um, he's he's going to be on the field, and you saw that with the number of times we Javante Jean Baptiste was was on the field way too many times. Um, so yeah, if I I think that he's good. I thought that he was good coming out of high school. I was excited for him out of high school. Um, there's no reason. I, I have no reason to be skeptical of him. I guess is kind of my thing. So um, yeah, yeah. I think he's probably good as well. With the caveat that he is going to play second team reps against a team that has one offensive tackle so far. <laughs> um, so I do I do want to point out that let's maybe think about who he's going against. If he's going to play well, against Tegretashibola, who's a guard, or yeah. Yeah, it's like when Jack Sawyer was. was yeah. It's like when Jack Sawyer had like five sacks in the spring game. It's like okay, okay, but yeah, so. yeah. but yeah, I, I, I also have no, proximity I have no sacks to, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have no reason to believe that Kenyatta Jackson is is not going to be good. Yeah, and so like I, I, I have no problem yeah. with that. I have no problem with that. I think he's good. I'm just saying, like, let's hold on to the wise. I think he's good. Let's just hold on to that. Yeah. Also, one more thing I forgot. The spring practice. Have you followed the news of the? Uh, the famous Buckeye Scoop report so far from this ring. Have you seen the stuff floating around about this? Thankfully, I have not. So as you know, our dear friends at Buckeye Scoop, uh, who also, their business seems like they're doing awesome since we destroyed their reputation. Uh, they seem like they're really doing great about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, they uh, they posted a report there. You know, During the past two spring practices, they were open to anyone, like anyone who could attend unless you were explicitly banned by the university. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like they are. Uh, <laughs> they were open for all the media last spring and this past spring, or, or sorry, all Saturday, last Saturday. This past Saturday were open uh, for its student appreciation days. Everyone else could go as well. Right. And read a lot of either one. So they had to make up to insider reports for them. Uh, on the previous I Saturday's so good. scrimmage, I, I knew they included... One. Oh, yeah, yeah. They included as one of their top performers, uh, Mitchell Melton, uh, who, if you may, as you guys may know, is out the entire spring with a knee injury and has not played so at all. Much. They called him one of the top performers. Uh, <laughs> one of the top performers the entire spring, uh, which absolutely fucking killed me. I was, uh, I was, crying. Really I think good. I have the exact quote. I can probably pull it up here. Um, I, I love that. Like that's that's better than just like like naming a random person that doesn't turn out. Like it's you're giving you're giving updates on a dude who like quite literally is physically unable to walk. Yeah. It's, it's Mitchell Melton who, this is from the Oracle who is by the way, definitely not Ken Stickney. You can't say definitely he's Ken not. Stickney. 
Um, I've known Mitchell since high school school since its high school days in Maryland, so it's fun to watch his personal growth. By the way, also that's, I'm sure that's very real too. I'm sure they've known him since high school. That's definitely true. Yeah. Um, doing nice things rushing the pass for this spring that has caught the eye of the defensive staff. Seems to be a perfect fit with the Jack position when they do use it. Because he isn't afraid to stick his nose in there running plays and blow up the blocking. And on passing downs, is slippery enough to add another elite rusher to the mix. Having a great spring and moving forward to the depth chart for sure. Uh, very, very yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 Maybe he just meant that like he's enjoying his spring, you know? Yeah, he's having a, a great spring. Xbox. Yeah, having a lot of great mental reps out there. Yeah. Um, that's great. Oh, so fucking funny, man. Um, did, they, did they have another one from Student Appreciation Day? Nothing, nothing I've seen. I actually don't subscribe. Yeah. I just people just send me funny clips when they happen. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I do not subscribe there either. We, if you are one of our, yeah, if you are members who who subscribe there, feel free to send us funny shit from them anytime you want to. Yeah, we will, we will use it on the show all the time. We do, we do subscribe. We we pay for most, like the 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 worthwhile Buckeye subscriptions. We we do subscribe and we do see it. If that tells you what we think about this outlet. Like if you were yeah. on the fence about like giving this outlet your money, just please do not like do literally. Yeah, you're not missing else. anything. Yeah. No, no, they are. They 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 are. But we they're missing a significant portion of their uh, their revenue since we got that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, that's hilarious. But yeah, spring. That is. It I, is going to be really nice. Yeah, to just call in the phone like uh, like Walter White from the rooftop and say I won. Uh, that has been really fun to be able to do that. I fucking cook their ass. That is a that is a great last laugh. Yeah. All that to say, I am I am selling the Mitchell Mountain Mitchell Mountain hype. I think I think I will have to as well. I think I will have to sell on a guy who was constantly hurt with before in the spring depth chart. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take a sell on that one. Um, cool. So we got some recruiting stuff next here. Do a recruiting stuff um, here. Yeah. Uh, also, while we're recording here, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, you know that player I was just talking about, Milan Graham? Yep. Uh, he just committed during the record. So uh, that's exciting. So five-star receivers committed to Ohio State, Milan Graham out of Indiana. Um, he's, uh, I mean, to me, he's fucking incredible. Like, like just the separation he gets, his short area quickness, his routes. I think he's probably the best pure route runner in the entire class. Um, his short area stuff is amazing. He is skinny. Uh, I think, he'll, I mean, he looks like... I don't know. The, the comparison for his play style is somewhere between like uh, again, this is ceiling. I'm not. I'm not saying this is who he is today. Obviously, I'm not trying to use these two players. Just play style. Somewhere between like Chris Olave, Xavier Worthy, and Devonta Smith. Like if you think about who he is, like that's kind of like the the realm you're going for there. Um, awesome, awesome player. Like just just amazing short air quickness. His feet are incredible. I really do think he is the second best receiver in the class behind behind uh, uh jj smith I, I do like micah hudson a lot i like uh mike matthews um traders really could a really good player there's a lot of other good players in this class but uh to me it is um it is smith by a mile then graham in his own tier after that and everyone else kind of competing for third well it's you always love when uh when you can just go in and take the two best players in, in a position and back-to-back classes yeah and back-to-back classes yeah i mean when they they also did that um they had a stretch of two or three in a row where they had uh, Garrett Wilson, Julian Fleming, Emeka Buka, and then there's somebody else sandwiched in there too that they had like the top receiver in the country. But yeah, it's 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 wild. I, I don't think G Scott, right? 
Was he the or not just, no, 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 sorry, you're right. Never mind. It was it was Fleming. Uh somebody it was it was one of the Burtons. Caleb Burton for a little bit was ranked as the number one receiver. In the oh, game. he and was, then he yeah, then he got hurt. Then yeah. he got hurt. So um yeah, man. Uh fun stuff. Um but I mean I guess I guess we got other other offensive uh recruiting news. Um James Peoples, the running back that they had to land after missing out on Marshall, um, well, they did it. They landed him. Um, I guess we, we don't have to really beat the dead horse that, like, it still matters that they missed out on Marshall, even if uh, um, they uh, did get get James Peoples. Um, but, I mean, I think we both agree that we liked James Peoples. He's the better running back. Um, he, I mean, he's the higher-rated running back, too, for a reason. Um, and so, I mean, he was there. It was a one A one B situation, and they got one of their top backs. So uh, that's, I mean, as much as that situation sucked, that's pretty a pretty good salvage there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a great player. I mean, like I, I think we talked about this at the time, like when, when Marshall committed. Like I think I narrowly preferred Peoples to Marshall as it was. Right. I think he's just a little better of an athlete. Again, we all know why Marshall commitment suck. It's you know losing a player you won in Ohio. They would have taken him first. He picked Ohio State without having you know without people's taking the spot or whatever. It was clearly he picked Michigan over Ohio State. That right. sucks. You know, they're starting to get into it again. Yeah, I think that um, uh, I think that that uh, James Peoples is a fantastic running back. Really good fit. Uh, they need a second one. They're going to I mean, they're gonna take a second guy in this class. It appears to be in-state prospect Sam Williams Dixon who just moved to Pickerton North High School. Um, which is a good combo, a good one too. Um, yeah, I mean, I like people's a lot. I think he's a good fit. I'm glad he committed. He's not a state kid, but also has a lot of family in Northeast Ohio, which always yeah. helps the the, the you know, ease the worries about where if he's going to decommit or something like that. But super impressive player, um, speedy meant- player, really fast kid. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it in the kegger, but I think it's really funny. Like, is as much as it sucks to have Michigan be able to come in and like compete for recruits in Ohio, it's very uplifting that um, when all else fails, we can still just go to Texas and pick whatever player we want and um, yeah, yeah. Tell the Longhorns to fuck off. So it's it's great that we can just continue that tradition. Like some things never change there. It's cool that no one in the state except TCU can figure their shit out. TCU doesn't have money to recruit. It's so uh, funny. It's so pretty funny. convenient. It'd be so infuriating to be like a, a, a Texas, you know, a, a supporter of any Texas team. Um, cause like, there's just no reason why any of those teams should be bad given the amount of talent. that's just literally right there that just keeps leaving every year. So that, that'd be infuriating to me, especially when, um, by all accounts, Texas hired a guy that they thought was going to be like the savior of, of the, the team's offense and like that kind of offensive guru. And it's been, I mean, I guess they got Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers. Congratulations. But yeah, it's weird. The guy who, uh, who always sucks as a head coach, also sucks at a, at a harder job or like a job with more pressure to win. It's kind of crazy that, that he always does that. Yeah, man. Uh, who could have seen that coming? But yeah, I guess speaking of quarterbacks, Aaron Oland is uh, what, what, what are we thinking about that situation? Uh, well, he got offered the visit. He's going to commit. It seems to be a pretty much done deal. Uh, Texas and Miami are still lurking a little bit there, uh, which is nice of them to do. Clemson tried to get in, but really couldn't. But um, I mean, Aaron Nolan's, uh, he is. Look, I, I think I talked about kind of quarterback rankings here. To me, like the top tier is Julian Sayan by himself. He's the best quarterback in the class, the Alabama commit. After that, you have guys like Rayola, you have Aaron Nolan, you have Jaden Davis, the Michigan commit. 
Um, you have, uh, I really like Ryan Puglisi, the Georgia commit, uh, a couple other guys out there, Merkelinger at Tennessee, um, Langway at Florida. There's a few other guys that are really solid, the Brown kid from uh, Matter Day as well. A lot of other guys who are good players, but like no one has more production at a higher level in the country than Aaron Nolan. Like he's going to be a four-year starter at, at a state champion at the second highest classification of Georgia high school football. Yep. He plays for the Ohio State signee and Jelani Thurman played with him last year. Um, the kid completed like 70% of his passes and nearly broke the Georgia passing records uh, as a junior, which also, if you may forget, does include guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, you know, Emory Jones, Deshaun Watson, all in recent years. Uh, came out of there like he, you know, one of those names felt like the others, but uh, you know, a huge group of players that are that are really really good at, at, at that state. And Aaron Nolan has you know pretty much outproduced all of them. Uh, he is an incredible incredible player. Like he, I guess the thing about him is he doesn't have the hugest arm in the world, but he layers the ball better than anyone in this class. Super accurate. Like he kind of throws. I don't know. It's kind of like somewhere between Michael Penix and C.J. Stroud. It's kind of the way like he looks when he's throwing. Um, just very comfortable with the football. Places it very well. Um, quick release, super quick release. He's a lefty, which is always a little bit weird. Um, but I mean, so is Tua, so is so is Penix. It certainly works. Um, yeah, big fan. I mean, he's a dog. I don't know what to say. He's he's a, a great great player. I am pumped to uh, pumped to have him. Basically, I think he's I think he's sick. Uh, I think he's going to commit on April eighth. Is the game plan? Um, he may push it back. They're saying, but I think it's, he's going to commit to Ohio State. Done deal to me. I mean, it'd be shocking if he went elsewhere. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's great to have, it's great to have a good quarterback in the class again. I mean, it's pretty much what we do every year. Um, still, no reason to ever worry about quarterback or receiver at Ohio State. Yeah, man, he that kid wrecked. Uh, I, I went to uh, Langston Hughes used to be in uh, my high school's region. I'm just looking at the stats oh, yeah? of uh, of the game that they played against my old high school, and he went looks like it's 24 for 28 for 276 yards and three touchdowns along with three rushes for 38 yards and they won 41 to nothing so i'm not right yeah I'm in. yeah i'm in so yeah i mean yeah. he is uh he's sick dude. he's absolutely filthy yeah um so i'm good on that i i, I like Jaden davis too a lot i think that michigan fans are a little bit overreacting because as good as he is, I don't think it means shit for their program if nothing else changes. Um, but uh, I, if I could have picked, I would have wanted Jaden Davis. Um, I guess if we're not going to get saying, but uh, I, I, I like Nolan too. He'll be fun. And it's an A plus name too, if, if, if nothing else. I actually have been, I don't know, the more people are going to say I'm being a fucking homer over this, Michigan fans are already saying, like I did like basically last year, right? We picked Riola over Davis. I like Davis more. Yeah. The more you watch some of his full games, like his like all of his throws and full games out there, like he is not playing good competition. Like he's playing like one of the smaller North Carolina high school divisions. And like he's getting his passes batted down a lot. Like he, like I don't know, man. He doesn't play the big like like the way that Bryce. He doesn't Young play does. big. He's not big. He should it should be a little easier for him than it is at high school right now. Like it should just yeah. look a little bit easier than it does. Um he could work out, but also like, if basically if a quarterback's not a complete slam dunk, do you have any reason to believe the Michigan offense is going to develop him at all? Like, sure, if Michigan landed Dylan Rayola or whatever, you know, I could see it working out. But like, Harbaugh hasn't done anything. Right. There's been one passer's entire career has been decent for him. It was Andrew like Andrew Luck was who Andrew Luck, by the way, like you know, great college player, 
probably like could have even been better in a serious offense. Yeah. Uh, probably, I mean, could have been like, you know, Deshaun Watson numbers in college. If, if, you know, Jim Harbaugh, you, you knew how to use quarterback. Uh, like I, I'm sure Jane Davis will play there because they don't land any other quarterbacks. They just land one guy every three or four years and have to pray he's good enough. I'm sure that will happen. I'm sure he'll play. Um, will he be like, you know, good or change their outcome for a program? I don't know why you think that. I, I like, I don't know. I think he's going to end up being like a fringe top 100 player man in the class. He's going to end up being like the fifth or sixth quarterback. I don't know, maybe top 10 quarterback. I think he's a good player. If I'm like, I, I would not take him over, say, in Puglisi, Rayola at this point. I was seeing the development from the two. Nolan. I'd probably take over Lagway. I think Lagway is going to be bad. Yeah, um, I think I think he's he's the sort of guy that I I would love if you're confident in your coach's ability to develop a quarterback. Yes, which is why I would be terrified if I was Michigan, and it's why I would love it if I was Ohio State. If Ryan Day could get his hands on him, I think that that could like good things could happen there. Um, I think he's if I mean if Ryan Day would let him run, but um, I don't know. I I just more than that too. Like I I think that he's like kind of a shiftier. Uh, more of a like dual threat sort of guy too, and I just don't like why. Why would you go to Michigan if you're that player? Like it's it's the same sort of thing with like JJ McCarthy. Like why is JJ McCarthy at Michigan? It, I don't know. I they yeah. won they won the Big Ten. Like it doesn't matter. But like I I just I don't I don't understand some of these decisions that people are making. But not my problem. Um, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. It's it's fine. I think I think Noland is like again. I want to see his high school senior season because I'm just curious to see how he continues to improve. But like, I think if you're talking about like just a highly developed high school quarterback in a year where he'll probably be, I mean, he'll probably be competing for a starting job pretty early when it's year one or year two. Um, good to have a guy super proven, super developed, super polished. Exactly. Play for yep, exactly. Yeah, so the, the the last thing that I will say is we've talked about this before. When you're talking about a quarterback position, reps are king. And if you can have a guy like Aaron Noland who has played and started a ton of games at a high-level high school division in Georgia, um, I can tell you the teams that he is just working on, like just scrolling through their schedule. Last Serious year, teams. They yeah. are like good as shit teams, like powerhouse programs. Like one of the programs, it like produces like 20 division one players a year. So like he is yeah. not, it's not just like this guy from like rural Georgia. It's not Emory Jones, you know, Emory Jones really didn't play serious competition in Georgia. Yeah. Um, this is even this Lawrence is likes like, a smaller competition. Yeah. yeah. This is more like Justin Fields who was playing very, 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 very good teams. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, he, and he's just doing it. Like the guy's just, it's like, yeah, he has basically like, you know, any other player at a cop level of football who, who's putting up, Who's a Division One recruit? Like more yards, better, better, you know, completion percentage, more attempts in the first place, uh, more touchdowns. He's just doing the shit you want to see from him, and he also has really good development around him. Like his, you know, he has a really good quarterback coach down there. Like the shit he's doing is just working right now, and um, I think he only keeps getting better. Like you just watch the decisions he makes and the throws he, like the windows he sees in that field. I know it's high school football, but like the guy goes through progressions in a really impressive way for a high school passer. Um, I am pretty convinced by Aaron Nolan. I'm like, like you, you watch that film and try to find stuff that's like not to work for him. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, so I'm I mean, in. The only knock is just not a huge arm. Not, not a huge arm, and like a lot of guys don't have huge arms. Still end up being good players. So yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, last thing I guess on recruiting farm here before we get out of here is a couple of oh, I guess a couple in-state guys in general here. Um, 
it seems like they have a, a pretty good run of in-state commits about to come here. Um, Bryce West, who is the top 100 cornerback, who has been a big Ohio State-Michigan battle. Like, there were three in this class that are huge Ohio State-Michigan competitions. Jordan Marshall being the first one that they won. The other ones being uh, you have Bryce West and Aaron Scott are the two big corners in Ohio. Bryce West out of Cleveland-Glenville, Aaron Scott out of Springfield. Um, they were both on campus together uh, over this past weekend. And Bryce West decided to stay for a second day as well. He stayed for an extra day for a longer visit, um, which is huge. I mean, super impressive player to be a little on the small side, but like great track athlete. He's top 50 nationally in both 60 meter and 200 meter indoor elite speed, uh, super impressive corner. Aaron Scott, also a stud. They're both like, I mean, these are, these are top 100 players at a position of need for Ohio state. And they both had tremendous visits. So they're both going to commit train the right way. Um, Sam Williams Dixon, the running back I mentioned, who's at Pinkerton North, just scheduled his commitment date for the Ohio State Spring Game Day. He's also planning to be there. Kind of obvious what's going to happen there. And also another teammate of Bryce West, tight end Demarion Witten, who also has an Ohio State offer, is planning to be at Ohio State Spring Game as well. It seems like they're just going to get this thing done with like these four in-state guys. Rather than, like the Michigan rumors, I think, for Bryce West are, are to me, I, I'm not buying that at all. Um, yeah. I mean, that would be nice if, if – uh... Jordan Marshall just uh, kind of kicked shit into gear, and that was the... I mean, because by all accounts, he was the one that you could miss, and it would be fine because they just had a replacement immediately available there. So if they win all yeah. the other battles and loot, that's the one the one player they lose. I, I'm at peace with that. I would yeah. prefer them it, to it, it looks in the yeah. house, but... Exactly. They're going to end up offering like nine or ten guys in the state of Ohio, and they're going to get all but one of them, which is like... I mean, again, you should get all of them, but it's still pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, you know, you can let Michigan take the guys who are ranked outside the top 200 who they choose to offer. That's that's totally fine. Like you could take the take the scrap, see what happens with it. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. It seems like it's perfect for them right now. If it's their system, I, I don't think it's that worrisome though. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, it seems like it's in a good spot. Um, oh, also Reggie Powers, the safety center bill who we just offered to the key is also going to commit pretty soon. That was kind of a done deal. Um, I think they're going to get Peyton Pierce, the linebacker out of Texas. That one seems like it's going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of guys they are in on heavily that are just going to finish up here pretty quickly. Like, I think running back, quarterback, wide receiver, tight, those three positions are going to be done pretty fast. I think they're going to run up in state defensive backs. They have a couple other guys who are trying to close on. Um, the whole thing is working out pretty well right now. I, I am pretty impressed with where they're at. Yep. I, uh, I, I... I don't have anything to complain about yet. Uh, we, I'm sure we'll get there, but this yeah. is the magical part of the offseason where we can't be mad at anything because nothing bad has happened. It, it does seem like Tim Walton's going to recruit his ass off again this year, which is it's nice for him. He's actually also recruiting the corners without Perrielli. I'm not doing it for him, so that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, if if someone could learn how to coach them, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be sick. I just think he's going to land three top 100 corners of this class. So Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, we'll be into that. They might offer another in-state kid. I mean, if you just take four Ohio defensive backs and like get two highly ranked kids out of class, two or three highly ranked kids out of the, out of the state, you're good. Um, that seems like a great class to me in the secondary. Yep. But yeah, all it's I time to say... get some dudes. It's time for Ryan Day to quit fucking around and be serious again. Again. Mm. <laughs> for the first time, for the first time, he was a quarterbacks coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I said it many times. I think he's a great quarterbacks coach good offensive coordinator but uh if if he could just do that for the rest of his life i'd be very happy but um you know let's let's 
Let's see him be a head coach. Let's let's see him uh, step up and, and get some shit done. God, God help me, dude. As much as I fucking, uh, I am so, I have a sickness. I know I have a sickness because as much as I think this guy's a loser, I'm actually starting to buy some of the hype right now in the offseason, and I'm starting to feel like Ohio State's going to go 11-1 and make the playoff again. And I don't know which, I think I think they might beat Michigan this year, which sounds crazy. It just they, feels like Michigan's going to. They have, they have to. to for Ryan Day to keep his job. Yeah, yeah, they have. But I mean, to. and that sucks because it's an away game too, and it's like like you. you have and Michigan to. brings back just about everybody, but I really do get the sense that like, I know, that team is very confident right now, which is I mean valid. I'll, I'll respect too. They have a lot of guys yeah, back. But, I get it. I get it. But it's like I mean, it's also one of those things where it feels like smoke and mirrors because like, th- this sounds like sour grapes, but like they didn't like actually win that game as much as it seems like they won that game. It was like the score did not reflect the closest of the game. I think yeah, not at it all. It reflects Ohio State being a mentally weak team that collapsed because they are 100%. badly coached. Hundred percent. Yeah, but like I, this sounds insane, but I feel like if you play that game ten times, Michigan might win twice. Like I, yeah, I mean every every single Michigan fan in the first half was like preparing to bat in the hatches and say like, oh, it might be a bad day. Like every all every yep. one of those guys. So them to leave the tweets. I saw them as well. They were like, "Oh fuck, they're they're what better ass today." Like yeah. Ohio State. God damn it, dude! Like it's just it's just a coaching preparation problem. It's also Jim Knoll, Jim Knowles calling bad defenses and like yeah, Martinez falling I, down. And if if Ohio State and the team just shut the fuck up all season, just do not talk shit to Michigan. Do not say a word. Just play football. Get better. Just keep improving. Like, I don't know. Penn State's going to be good. Notre Dame's going to be good-ish. Wisconsin's going to be good. There are tough teams in the schedule. If this team is who we think they are and the defense actually takes a step forward, they're saying they should, there is no reason, unless the offensive line's a complete disaster, that Ohio State should not be 11-0 going into Ann Arbor. Like, I know I've talked about the 10-1 possibility and I go into there, and it is very possible, but... They should be favored in every single one of those games. The receivers alone should be like, unless you have a disaster during Marv or something like that. Like, they just they should they should be even then. Like, you've got enough receivers. Just put a Cardinal Tate, we're fine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. I, like. Oh, fuck. God help me. I'm starting to I'm starting to buy it already right yeah, now. Man. I'm I'm being very like. I am not sold on Jim Knowles, but I am willing to bet on a second year improvement under him. I'm not sold in the terms of staff. I just think it's still a mistake, but I don't know, man. I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe a little bit right now. It's feeling pretty I, dangerous. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I, I am a Jim Knowles fan. I like Jim Knowles a lot, but um, I agree that he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't proven shit, but. Um... And you also look at the rest of the country, like, besides Georgia, everyone else is pretty fucking weak besides Ohio State and Michigan. Like, it is not a... It's Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State are, like, three of the top five teams in the country, yeah. probably. And I'll believe Penn State um, when I see it. If Penn State comes yeah, in and fucks course. around my team, like, I, that, I'll take that out. But I just... I don't, yeah. I don't see it. Like, Penn State, like, Ryan Day and James Franklin, like, one of them has to fumble that game. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be James Franklin. That, he does it every year. Seen... Yeah, Ryan Day usually does it against big games, but like not against Penn State. James Franklin has has managed to outlose to him every single time. Oh, it's incredible the number of times that that dude has snatched defeat from the jaws of victory against Ohio State. Like it is uncanny. He's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't one more time, I'm printing a shirt. Ohio Buckeye legend. He needs a tree in All American Grove. <laughs> and he's there forever because they they just signed him. It's deal. so good. It's so good. 
Yeah. They, but like they honestly, if you're if you're if you're a program like Penn State, and you're just willing to like 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 ten and two for them. That is a pretty good hey, fucking year. Like, like he does go ten and two all the time. He could yeah. those guys in the NFL. They have a top ten team once every three years, pretty much. Like that's a it's pretty a- good program to be. You just hope that one of Michigan or Ohio State's, like, whenever they have to replace their coach next, slips up and you're back to being. Like, look, they're, I mean, at this point, no point in fire James Franklin. You will make the playoffs most years at Penn State with James Franklin. Like, yeah, that's valid. It's, it's a, 12, a 12 game playoff. Yeah, you will. You will. And, like, maybe, you know, maybe the answer is, like, Penn State's better against those. Like, maybe they will put a couple games in the playoff. That's, that's not yeah. crazy to think. Like, Penn State it's could make not. a Final Four. Yeah, like, I agree. They shouldn't fire James Franklin. I don't think they should, but, like, I agree. I feel like that's going to be. I'm the also new just game. not scared of them. It's, yeah. it's going to be the new game. Is like you've for a long time had to build your team. Like Ohio State, it's a weird thing where you have to build your team to be able to survive the Big Ten in the way that the style of play in the Big Ten. But then also it needs to be competitive enough to, um, you know, compete against these other national powerhouses in that style of play too. And Ohio yeah. State solved that problem by just being way better than everyone else, and it, the style of play right. doesn't even matter. Um, and you still get put in a, a you know a box sometimes against like Iowa or like Michigan State or something like that. Like that happens. Yeah. But you or still like, or the now way. the new Michigan team, like the Michigan right. team can like you know bully you a little bit, but like right. But the Michigan team that, also can't win a title. Yeah. Exactly. I, no, exactly. to be clarified, I don't think you have to choose. I I think it's ridiculous that Ohio State, like Ohio State can be good enough to both like like look Georgia has a style that can both win in a tough you know you know dogfight mm-hmm. game like that and win a national championship. You can do it. Alabama did it for years as well. It can be done. It's just because we're not coach well enough, we're not doing it. But nonetheless, I do think there's a, a factor that's like, like Penn State probably can't beat Michigan and Ohio State most years, but probably can make more noise in the playoff than I agree. the Michigan can. I agree. If if you're putting yeah. Penn State against like a, an Oregon most years, or like a Washington, or like a Utah, or like some of those teams, a Clemson maybe even like those sort of games, yeah. Give me, give me, give me Penn State winning a couple games. And all it takes is I, I think everybody just assumes the way that the playoffs been going that um, the top teams are just going to roll like they do. But I think the, and you see it with the, the NCAA basketball tournament, like the it's more games time. you add in there, like there's going to be an upset. Like someday a, a top seed's going to get beat by a 12 seed or like, you know, some, something insane is going to happen. And all of a sudden things it happens all the late. time in college. People, people who think yeah. it's not going to happen, like, well, look, the best teams win all the time anyway. It's like, are, are you stupid? Like, do you know the history of college football? Like, the more games you play, the more upsets there are. Yeah. That's it, period. Like, like, the odds are going down at the top, and the one team kind of running the gamut. It's just, you're, you're like, the day of the undefeated champion, like, we are, we might not see many again. Oh, it's a, like, it's there funny. might not be, there might not be in the next, Next twenty years, you might have five teams like once the twelve team playoffs starts that are an undefeated champion the whole way. I think that is going to be pretty rare to see, um, which is cool. It's exciting. It'll be fun. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, to your point about the style play, last thing I was able to get out of here is like the analogy for what you're talking about. You need to build a team to win the Big Ten, but also you know have to have one that competes nationally. It's just Big Ten basketball, right? Like exactly. look at what Michigan State has done. Michigan State is like one of the few teams that doesn't really play that game. Like they're willing to just recruit to a style that plays in the tournament. Yep. And they don't really finish like in the top four, like two, three or four in the, in the, in the conference anymore. Unless they're really they're fucking good. Unless they're really fucking good, but they do make tournament runs pretty frequently. Yep. Um, and like Ohio state essentially should be a more talented, more successful version of Michigan state basketball going forward. Whereas like Purdue is Michigan. Uh, yeah. Where they have a style of play that can really win great in the conference and really play really well, but when it gets to play in those domes against your playoff teams, they really can't hang. And 
maybe Michigan will adapt or get better as they add more talent because they are recruiting better right now than they have been in quite a while. But I think it's a coaching issue more than anything yeah. else. We'll see. I guess we're going to find out. We're going to see. I don't think Michigan's going to turn to fucking Georgia overnight. Uh, and I don't think that Ohio State's going to turn into, you know, FAU or something. But I guess we'll find out here. I'm looking forward to finding out about what happens. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the UConn is in this scenario. Maybe it's uh, Clemson or something. But uh, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, all that to say. It's all right, man. Is it my? Oh, yeah. You know who else is interesting? It's buying home field apparel. Um, oh, God which is, damn. Uh, a great t-shirt website that has a lot of awesome gear. Uh, if you like LSU women's basketball and, and have an annoying debates about it on Twitter for three days, you can have a t-shirt to prove that one time that happened, that, you know, you can have stuff about that. Or if you like uh, Georgia football or UConn men's basketball, all different things you, you, you want to root for, all the champions. You know, Homefield's a site of champions. That's why they support us. They support champions like ourselves. Um, that's the dream. That's the, that's the image at, uh, at Homefield Apparel. Um, so... Uh, at the end of the day, what we have to know is to use the code meet midfield 50% off, as well as subscribe to meetamidfield.com, which we are going to say to top of the episode next time. Damn. Um, we, really, also, we really fucked up this one. Yeah, what can you do? We, we were just passionate about the Bucks. Yeah, and, uh, and and also, the thing you may forget is that uh, go Bucks, Michigan sucks, and help us on the way.